about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever time frame you're in, listener, we're so happy to be here with you. And thanks for inviting us along on your jog or your walk or your bath time or romantic bath time, candle lit, <laughs> bubble bath. Bubble bath. Uh, make yourself a little bubble bath. Shout out to season one of uh, Big Mouth. Shout out, everyone. Our sponsor we this week. We won't take credit. We won't take credit. Our sponsor this week is Big Mouth season one. Give yourself a bubble bath. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, as well as all other individuals. All people. NBs. Any NBs listening out there? NBs. <laughs> I'm not laughing at NBs. I'm laughing at my husband. Abbreviating the way he's saying NBs. No, no, NBs abbreviate it about themselves. I know in their profiles, etc. Know it. Anyways, welcome to the show. It's called Who Cares about Ross and Patrick. I'm Ross and I'm Patrick, and, and that is the slickest we've ever said that in our <laughs> lives. And these are our NPR voices because we've got a baby sleeping, sleeping in the other baby, room. Sleeping baby. Yeah, so we don't just like fire off like we used to, you know. We gotta yeah. we do this, we record this now typically when she's asleep. And so now we're coming at you. And already some- our voices are making our other daughter fall asleep. So she's like, I'm going to bed and Peggy <laughs> Peggy <laughs> has retreated to her crate. Peggy's like, Well, I'm signing off. Yeah, They're signing on. I'm signing right off. Bye-bye. I've she had a was hell the, of a day. She was on the couch. We were having a family cuddle, and then we were like, you know what? Let's. We need to connect with our listeners. There's yes. so much happening in the world. We've got oh. to comment. People want to know. People are dying to know our take on the big events. Even though our, the title of our podcast is Who Cares About Ross and Patrick? So That's the beauty of it, right? Because it's like... You could care a lot, or honestly, yeah. who cares? Yeah, who are the people that care? Um, We're not going to list them right now. Right in. We're not. <laughs> I would say I would argue there are five people that care based on our iTunes reviews. I think we have about five reviews on there. You know what? While we're at it, why don't we? Do a little rate, review, subscribe, yeah, everyone. Why don't you rate and review and subscribe and write us a little note. You know, We've it's got like a family what are you doing? To feed? It's a pandemic. We've like, got a family to feed, and it would be really cool if this podcast became a source of income, yeah. which you've heard us talk about, but now we really mean yeah, it. And now there's a child in the other room who don't stop eating. Well, I mean, she is just which. A bottomless she's, pit. She's eating from me, so we're not actually spending money on food. So for we need her. to feed you, which yes, costs a lot I'm, of money. I'm a bottomless You've pit. You've got expensive taste. And we don't have the money. We don't have the money, <laughs> and Ross needs her Haagen-Dazs. Yes. I'm going to make a trip after we finish recording. She needs her free range eggs. <laughs> Which cost five times as much as dirt they cheap eggs. do not cost sure five do. times. They sure do. I can get 12 white eggs processed in a chicken plant for like 89 cents. And you, knowing that those chickens have been through hell. Listen, that's not the cost I'm paying. That's the cost they're paying. They've been they gavaged. They've been fucking stuck in a cage. Spent. They live no quality of life whatsoever. Listen, and then their they fetal that, eggs are ripped away from them. They chose that line of work. It's not up to me. <laughs> line of work. What were we watching? We were watching The Amazing Race. No, Shocker. Let's talk about your expensive taste still. Wait, but we were, talk- we were watching The Amazing Race and they were in some third world country where like they had to grab a chicken and the oh, chickens yes. were like normal size. They're just like scrawny birds. <laughs> yeah, that, like, have not been like pumped. They've not they, been gavaged. They actually fly. Yeah, they, exactly. Like, they, they commute. They're commuter birds. American birds are just fat and they just walk and they're always on the ground. Anyway, just a, one of many issues with this. So anyway, this show, Godforsaken Country. Who cares about Ross and Patrick? Is a Amazing Race tribute podcast. 
Somebody was suggesting that we do that, and I'm like, we're going to need more listeners before we branch off into, like, side podcast territory. Like, until this is actually, like, making us some money, then we will give you additional content. If we do another podcast, I think the only thing that would make sense would be to start a Patreon podcast where Mm. people would have to pay to us talking specifically about sexual exploits. Ooh, like full stories? Yeah, just like get That's into a good the idea. deets. But is there, are there people that even want to hear that? Who's going to give sure us money? I'm sure there are. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, like maybe let's say... Sex sells, one, baby. Out of those five people that wrote a review, maybe one of those wants to hear that. <clears throat> that ain't going to buy your cage-free eggs. <laughs> Cage-free eggs is the biggest expense. Haagen-Dazs and cage-free eggs. Also, I'm on a, di- a strict dairy diet. Also, you won't have Tomo sushi. You'll only have Bushniwa sushi. That's right. I don't or Momo mm. sushi, which we had the other day for your birthday. Yes, I am 38 years young, uh, wow. coming in hot. Um, never felt better. That's a lie. And <laughs> well, you did just get off some e-stim over there on the couch. Oh my God. I bought a, what's called a tens unit. I don't know why it's called that. Uh, I could probably do some research and find out, but I'm not gonna, uh, but it's basically like if anybody's ever gotten acupuncture or chiropractic work, like they have these machines there where it's like little electrodes that like send pulses through different parts of your body which I've gotten great satisfaction out of at these places. I did not realize that I could have my own home version Mm. of this. I want to put it on my balls. (sighs) We don't have the money for that. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm going to say 10 stands for 10 volts. 10 tenuous electronic neurostimulation. Wow. Tenuous. (laughs) Tenuous. <laughs> tensive. Tensive. But I just had my first session and I can already feel the results. So it was worth, what What did you pay for 30 it? bucks. Oh, that's good. And, yeah. And, a and in, in the New York Times, it said this is the best unit on, oh. in the mar- on the market. Wow. So. I mean, failing New York Times says this is the fake device. Fake news New York Times. <laughs> did you hear the fake news about Trump getting COVID? Yeah, and not not my Trump. No. Yeah, he's, no he's he's doing caravans down the street. He's fine. I mean, my Trump, I think this is actually a cover story. I think he, this is a body double who <laughs> is doing photo ops in front of the hospital. And my Trump, my president, is actually in a commando military uniform uh, doing secret operations to take down the pedophile rings. Right. Q. That, he's Q, that right? have taken over the country. He's he could be Q, but probably not Q. He, but Q does keep us abreast, and the Q drops lately have been. So Q is a, another entity that's keeping you abreast on the the Q's on the present inside. day Messiah Trump, like doing everything he needs to be doing to help us. Q is on the inside, and he's just letting like keeping us abreast of what's really mm, happening and Q mm. tells us the truth but he can't or they can't tell us everything out in the oh, open because of course not. that would compromise themselves so we sort of have to look out for these Q drops in in secret messages so I've actually oh I downloaded the video of Trump's body double going on the photo op in the SUV today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to zoom in. I think if I zoom in on the license plate of that truck, there's probably a code for <laughs> us to know where Trump is out actually taking down pedophile rings. I've also his- just recently learned that Trump was on the front lines um, at, on 9-11. Yes. He was doing the work like the FDNY and the PF and what are they called? NYPD. Yeah, those people. First responders. Trump is a, is a, a first, one and a half responder. Yes. He wasn't there first, but he was there quickly. Yeah, apparently. Um, Trump is a second responder, I a, guess makes more sense. A relative adjacent of yours. Uh is out here reporting news. Yes, my 19-year-old cousin <laughs> just 
posting essays on Facebook about how much of a hero Trump is. And uh, that he he was down at ground zero every single day. Weeks on end. Cleaning up debris. Weeks on end. And you know what? She didn't write this post. Oh, she a, just copied and... Copy and paste. And cop, I, the old copy and paste. As a follower of Q, I think actually there is some merit to just reading this on the air here. Um, I, I think everyone should know the truth about what my Lord and Savior, Donald Trump, was doing. Like, what goddamn planet? All right. So this is a, <laughs> this is a copy and paste yeah. post. It says... I learned something about our president last night that I'm sure most people don't know. Rudy Juliana. Did she spell it? Juliana? Rudy with an I on the end and then Juliana with an A on the end. Rudy Juliana, the mayor of New York when 9-11 was hit. When 9-11 was hit. <laughs> I, I didn't even take in. I read it so fast. I did not even take in all the in, insane absurdities of it. I mean, the, it's an accurate... You know the the grammar might be slightly <laughs> off, but it's it's an accurate take, and clearly someone very intelligent and in the know wrote this. I wonder if Pam Dunn Williams had anything to do with it. Pam Dunn Williams, <laughs> but she signs off, so we know it's not her. Anyway, when nine eleven was hit, <laughs> he was the mayor of New York when nine eleven was, was hit. Said last night on the news that our president Trump, which wasn't our president at the time, no, to just be to clear, clarify, to be clear. Because he wasn't a dictator yet, so he wasn't right. yet permanently <laughs> right. installed. But a New uh, York resident at the time. Yeah. And it also says which wasn't our president at the time. It's who wasn't our president I mean, at the time. Was at ground zero every day and brought all his construction crews with him to help them. and find all those people you mean that his- were victims of this horrible crime. And to help with all the cleanup. You mean his undocumented workers? Yeah, and also... <laughs> you mean his undocumented workers he doesn't pay enough? Let's... I mean, we should just take a peek at what Trump was up to in 2001. Was that when all of his casinos in Atlantic City were going bankrupt or... <laughs> He's like, I got a lot of time on my hands. I'm headed down to ground <laughs> Guys, everyone on my crew, let's go. <laughs> I know I'm not actually paying you guys anything, but you're just kind of like trapped in whatever scheme I'm in. So just let's go down and make it look like we're up to something good. So they went to help with all the cleanup. That tells me that he is not all about himself, but he cares about us, the American people. Mm. He doesn't Mm. have to be our president. He could be living a life of luxury instead of fighting the MSM, mainstream media. Which I had to ask you what that abbreviation was. I didn't even know. I know that if I had billions, I wouldn't do it. (laughs) Doesn't have billions. Definitely doesn't have billions. Nope. Never did. He is 74 years old and could live out his life in Splenda. In Splendor. Oh, I thought maybe they actually wrote Splenda. (laughs) He could be (laughs) swimming in vats of Splenda. You know Living the sweet life. You know that bitch is probably putting like 10 Splendas and shit. Trump. Trump. Oh, yeah. 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 He's like, like, he's like, can I get 10 Splendas with a splash of decaf coffee? Yes. And just cream. I love cream. (laughs) Cream. He's like, I didn't ask for coffee in this, but I asked for coffee. I asked for 10 Splendas and cream. That's my coffee. (laughs) I think in the hospital right now, he, he, there's like, like uh, the bag of Rendezvous or whatever, and then just a bag of heavy cream. <laughs> with the, with Splenda's Splenda being added yes. to it every few minutes. Some, some Secret Service agent is just furiously un, undoing those paper <laughs> Splenda packets, trying to keep up. Poor, poor Secret Service agent who like never signed up for this. He's just like, well, you know, it's, you fight for your country. <laughs> we, we remain unnamed. <laughs> I had a Splenda phase. Remember that? When we met, I was a Splenda guy. And Truvia? Can you imagine? Remember I, I was doing Truvia? I slept with this person. Wow. All right, go on. I mean, we're going to talk about my sugars. Oh, yes. Later in the episode. <laughs> yes. You guys, I'm, Buckle I'm up. free from the shackles of purified sugar. Okay. Uh, I'd live. He, he could live out his life in Splendor. But instead... He fights fake news and fake books written about him just because he loves us, America. President Trump, if anyone ever gets this post to you, (laughs) 
sir, I'm sorry I need to put down the Splenda, but this post just came in through the fax machine. <laughs> There's a 19-year-old girl. It's a copy and paste, but... But you got to hear this. <laughs> oh, my God. If anyone ever gets this post to you, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your sacrifice for our country and to tell you that I love having you be our president. Thank you. Trump 2020. And then in parentheses it says, I brought this, but I'm proud to share it. American flag emojis. Copy and paste. Pam Dunn Williams. It's not Pam Dunn Williams. I wish. I wish there was crossover like that here. But then I like this. The first comment is from a friend of hers that says, he also said they were controlled explosions. Oh, so this guy's coming for her. Yeah, I think saying like Trump has also said insane things coming for her. Okay, that's good. Well, see, I like to see that. Look, this is a sweet person. I love this person. Yeah, we met her when she was like 10. Yeah, it's just like. And we had like a great time with her. She was like very into us and we like had a fun visit with her. And it's hard with Trump because I was trying to, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this. I was trying to say it to you the other day that like. You know, if people in my life were just like, look, I'm a Republican, I'm a conservative, I'm a very religious person, and I just I just want my country to be more conservative. And I want a president who reflects my values and that's just sort of where I'm at. Like I don't believe I don't think abortion should be legal. I don't think uh uh gay people should be married. Uh like if they were just like if they said these things and I it would still bum me out but I'd be like okay fine I get it like those are your values that's what you believe in I respect that we just you don't believe in equal rights for all got it <laughs> yeah. got it and like but I I honestly would be able to and I have my whole life I've been okay, I'm like I'm pretty much okay with Trump supporters honestly but it is just weird. Speak for your fucking self. <laughs> it's just weird when you've just heard and seen everything he's done. And it's just like, what? How can anyone? I and just people, don't get and it. And people go harder. Yeah. They like lean in and go hard for him. And, and also if they said, you know, I think he's a real dirtbag, but I just, I, I like that he... You know, I believe what he's capable of doing for the economy and I don't want to be taxed as much or whatever. Like if if they just came out and said that, I think I'd be fine with that, too. But like, yeah, it's like just this weird brainwashing, just copy and pasting things mindlessly when it's like that's not true. He wasn't down there for weeks on end. The guy's a total monster and a scumbag, a narcissist freak show. (laughs) And this country is a joke like tonight. We're eating dinner and we see the footage of him driving around in front of the hospital. And it's like, what? Where am I? What planet are we on? But, you know, I do. I do believe that he is but a symptom of things that have been happening for like a long time. Beneath the surface. And it's just like, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's great that he's like encouraged people to be like the worst forms of themselves, which like maybe that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't came into power. But there is some weird like pendulum thing here of just like airing out all the dirty laundry of this country, which again, I don't wish that it had happened this way, but that we are here. It's made us... uh, (sighs) some of us take a really hard look at the shit that's like just been around us the whole fucking time. Yeah, you know, you, you're talking about like just all this r- unspoken racism or, yeah. or like, yeah, like all s- the systemic, systemic stuff. Yeah. You know, that is that we've been kind of allowed to not pay that much attention to. Like I wasn't paying attention to this shit during the Obama years. I was a huge Obama supporter, but I wasn't like, fighting for rights in the way that I feel like I am now, or at least talking about it all very transparently with people. And he did have something to do with that. Not in a great way. (laughs) And I don't think we should have had to lose all the lives that we have in order to like figure this out. Uh, 
but yeah, it's, it's just like, he's such a monster and to have people in our lives that just like flat out ignore it, deny it, believe lies coming from other places when it's so blatant is like just so upsetting. Yeah. It just doesn't, it just does not make sense to me. And I keep, I kept saying to you this week too, it's like, honestly, the whole like old school Republican th- thing of fiscally conservative, socially progressive, which people don't even say anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like not even a thing. It always felt unacceptable to me then mm-hmm. too, because it was like, yeah, but your party isn't voting that way necessarily. You're just saying you don't ab- you don't agree with the socially conservative side of republicanism, but you vote that way because you're fiscally conservative, aka money, for lack of a better word, trumps people. Yeah, and, you know, and like it's in capitalist. Like yeah. I, I believe, yeah, and it's like, well, I think we're starting to learn that like. Capitalism is the root of all evil. Yeah, like economic <laughs> inequality is is amoral. Mm-hmm. It's horrible, and you know, I I have always like my whole life. I'd have always been like, well, people should just get paid what they can get paid, and like people should like. I was always um, sort of like at work, especially. I've always been freelance, and you know, I, I learned a few years into my career that like you can kind of negotiate whatever you want. Like yeah. you can, you can get paid whatever you're ballsy enough to ask for. Well, you can. Exactly. Yeah. And at the time I never recognized it had anything to do right. with my being white or being a man or whatever. And I also was always like, and even now I'm still troubled by, um, when like they talk about transparency, like pay transparency mm-hmm. and things like that. I'm like, no, like, I don't want to tell people what I make and I don't want to tell people how I got to get paid whatever I got paid. Like, I, like I had to go through the uncomfortable process of learning how to negotiate rates and things like that and contracts and whatever. And like, um, everybody should figure that out for themselves. That's part of the game. That's part of like survival of the fittest or whatever. And I just always felt like that. And I still have lingering feelings like that. Uh, but now I'm just, I mean, like, like there is a connection of that mentality and struggling mentally ill and or uh, addicted, whatever, uh, oppressed, um, whatever situation they're in, uh, black men being shot down in the street by police. Mm, like, mm, yeah, th- those are two totally seemingly separate things. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm capable of making at work or asking for at work. Mm-hmm. And then these men, my, my, my same age, uh, mm-hmm. being killed by police might seem like very separate things, but a compassionate, um, person in the world can see that there is a right. relationship of those right. things. Yeah. And, like none of these things just, are like on an island by themselves, you know? And, you know, we might even have talked about this here on the show, like that to not talk about money transparently is like another way for like the man to control us because then it's like nobody actually knows what anybody's making. So nobody's able to like assert themselves really like, which is what creates pay inequality in so many ways because mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, it's taboo. You don't talk about it. Yeah. You know? Um, anyway, it's a fucking shit show out there. Yeah. Um, I've been texting for Biden and Harris. She's got her little fingers dancing <laughs> across that keyboard. It's making me feel like. I've I'm- been sexting for Biden. I'm like, hey, <laughs> look at this bent dick. Do you want this? Do you want crooked Trump to win this election? Because then you're going to have this again. And I just show him a picture of my crooked penis. They're not going to like that. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't want you doing things like that for the campaign. Biden's campaign? Yeah, they're going to flag you. What about Kamala? Is she into my crooked penis? Maybe on a personal level, but I don't think for the campaign. She's like, oh. (laughs) Just because, yeah, she's like, oh. Um, (laughs) She's like, but we need our numbers curving up, not curving in a downward direction. 
You love bringing up your crooked dick. And I'm always here to say it's not really crooked. But you have to say not really. I mean, is it straight as an arrow? No. But like, I don't know. They're all weird looking. Yeah. Anyway, I I digress. That's been a lot of the feedback I've gotten. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> While sexting for O'Biden. Did I call him O'Biden? Oh, O'Biden. Oh. Oh, oh, top of the morning to you. Oh, yes, I'm just sexting for O'Biden. <laughs> they're like, okay, who's that? <laughs> uh, I'm so tired. I can't even think of his first name. Oh, Joe. Joe. Grandpa oh, Joe. Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, I'm texting for Joseph O'Biden. Oh, I've got a Joe O'Biden my time. And uh, sweet, sweet Kamala Harris. What do you think of my accent? That's very good. No, it's it's fucking theatrical got, at best. He's got the ice blue eyes of a Mick. Wow. <laughs> you, <laughs> you I heard feel like it that's here. one slur we're allowed to say. I mean, I guess because we're both like Irish by descent, perhaps. Are you? Of course. I thought you are mostly French. No, she's a Western European mutt, y'all. French fry. Well, because then my mom's maiden name, Ross, a.k.a. my first name, is Scottish. Mm. So it's it's all, you know, French, Scottish, English. But you think I'm going to do 23 and me? You're fucking dead wrong, okay? Because I'm not giving my fucking data over. We did 23 and me for our dog, yeah. but you don't want to do it for you? No, because who cares about the dog? What are they going to do with her shit? I get to send it to the vet. So you think if you do your DNA, the only privacy issue you have to, like, you think there's more? Obviously, they're tapped into me everywhere, but it's like, I just feel like 23andMe is just being like, here, have it all. Mm. Just take it, take the money shot, would you? Or at least I'm not. What's interesting is they test the DNA by taking your money shot. Yeah, I know. I set you up for that. Um, and it took me way too long to get there. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, this is the NPR version of our show because um, we have a sleeping baby. Oh, she's so cute. Oh, Joe Biden. So anyway, I'm texting for them and uh, I've been getting some Trump supporters uh, mm-hmm. in the mix. Yeah. And uh, texting you back, texting me back because it's a lot of like, is this so and so? Do you support the Democratic Party, and then it's like, hell no, Trump 2020. I'm a big (laughs) Basically, they're sending me gifs, gifs of Yosemite Sam with Trump 2020 under it. And I was like, love Tiffany. (laughs) I did have quite a few women actually be like, yeah, chicks for Trump. Oy, Gavald. I mean, it's all just... I had a gig. It's like, how do you convince people that like, he doesn't care about you. Yeah. He doesn't fucking care about you. But I don't want to spend the whole show talking about this. Well, I just want to say one more thing. Okay, about one Trump. more thing. One more thing. I did a gig in <laughs> South Dakota Tuesday night. It was a virtual one. On the Zoom. By the computer, by Zoom, on my laptop. I'm here in Brooklyn, New York City. All of them are in South Dakota. There was about 15 people in the audience. It was a tough show. No, it wasn't tough. No, Actually, you said it, was it was one your of my best. it was one of my favorite ones. Uh, favorite zooms. Yeah, uh, but it was all women, and I asked them at one point. I'm so clumsy with this shit. I was like, "Do any, <laughs> uh, do any men attend your college?" Uh, and I was like, "I don't want to make it weird or anything." And they were <laughs> which like, makes it weird. Yeah, and then they said, "Oh, they're all like huge Trump supporters, so they're d- out at the bars cheering him on at on the debate." Like ladies, like picture a South Dakota bar full of Trump bros cheering and hooting and hollering at the TV while Trump bullies Joe O'Biden around. Joseph O'Biden. Joseph, uh, what's the Irish name? And then as soon, and then as soon as the debate was over, they all went back to the front frat house and circle jerked each other. Joseph Shillelagh (laughs) O'Biden. Joseph Seamus <laughs> Shalali O'Biden. Yes. <sighs> yeah, and then a Trump circle jerk. Yeah. I mean, what is it? It's it's cultural. And that's it is cultural. It's, it's cultural. It's, it's it's a certain part of our country saying if if you vote for Joe Biden or Dem- the Democratic Party Which, is full of elites. And, it's but elites also who the think Democrats they're better than us. Are not we're not saying that Democrats are like 
doing everything right. They are by far doing anything right. Yeah. But <laughs> and, and for the record, I hate uppity people who think they're better than me too. Yeah. I hate people who are quote unquote elites. Yes. I don't hate elite scientists or educators or experts. No, it's like I, I want I want experts to be elite. Yeah, I, w- I like elite people. People who think they're elite, but they're not elite. I hate those people. <laughs> those those people are problematic. And guess what? They're probably voting for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I live in Brooklyn. I'm in a polyamorous marriage. I named my baby Francis, an old lady baby name. Listen, I, we're everything they hate. I'm okay? a comedian. Uh, I think people should be able to fuck whoever they want to fuck, marry whoever they want to marry. I mean, you uh, married a queer feminist with hairy armpits. I'm very pro-choice, but personally, I think I'm pro-life. Like, I think I, I think I would have a hard time. I'm making a a real face right but now. Listen, everyone. listen. I'm just saying all this out loud to say that. Where was I going with that? Uh. I, I, but I think people probably look at me or know a few facts about me and assume that I am an elite or consider myself to be elite mm. in some way. And it's like, no, I don't give a shit about that stuff. I just, I just think people should have rights. Well, and it's the idea that education equals elitism, which or, like, or, or liberal, like liberal yes. values or progressive values, which like, like God forbid, right? Because like, progressive equals equality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, so, yeah. Oh, I, the the clumsy point I'm trying to make is like, it's a cultural thing. It's like groups of people make assumptions about people like us the same way some of us sure, do sure, sure. toward them where yeah. it's like, oh, well, he's he's like an, a, a, a progressive elite. So like. I'm not voting forever who, whoever also, he's going to vote for. On that pro-life tip, you also realize that it's like none of your business, right? I'm the reason I throw that in there <laughs> is to say just to clarify that I'm not married to somebody who thinks they should have an opinion on the matter for a body they don't have. No, I don't think that, but I think I'm allowed to have feelings if if a person that I got pregnant was getting an abortion. I think I'm entitled to my feelings around that. You're entitled to your feelings because they're your feelings. Yeah. Yes. And I would have, a, I'm just saying I would have a hard time with it. Okay. I'm not saying I would force anyone to have a child. The rest of this episode is about your struggle with pro-life. No, we don't even call it pro-life anymore. I'm sorry. We call it anti-choice or pro-choice. Mm. I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-choice. There you go. That woman, that that woman that I accidentally impregnate in the future. <laughs> well, actually, no, that, you're gonna get a vasectomy. So it's yeah, gonna, I'm getting it's a vasectomy. Fine. I'm gonna spray. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna spray materials all over this city, <gasps> and my seed day, will just get years absorbed. Years from now, my seed will just get absorbed back into my body. I said to you the other night, I was like, "Hey, remember when we used to fuck other people? That was crazy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now we got nothing to talk about on the podcast. Now we're like, oh, let's take a stab at doing a politics episode. Oh. Next thing you know, I'm saying I'm pro-life. I mean, I just felt like we had to double back for a second. <laughs> Not just to my feminist listeners. I just wanted to make some clarification. To your base. To my base. Listen, yes. I am a I am a centrist, I guess. Am I a centrist? Anyway, no. You're not a fucking centrist. You're a goddamn polyamorous. Peggy, Peggy is appalled that I said that. <laughs> she stepped out of her crate. She's like, Dad, what the fuck? Her little head came looking out Peggy, the side. What's up? All right, oh, good night. All right. <laughs> that might have that legitimately might have I that think look it was the, my us, tapping the table that brought her out. Oh. I thought the look was saying, uh, could you please close my curtain and yeah, I'm lower tired. the lights? I'm exhausted. Could you please <laughs> go to bed? I got a bed. Um, anyways, moving on. Yeah. So let's talk about your birthday. Should we talk about your birthday? Should I we turned, talk about my, my, my dietary decisions? Yes. I turned 38 on Friday, October 2nd. Um, also, Francis will be four months tomorrow or 16 weeks. It's only 
October, what, tomorrow 5th? Yeah. So, you know, according to like, she was born on June 15th. So wouldn't you say October 15th would be four months? But in this world. Well, I've decided this is why it makes sense. So months have variable lengths. Correct. Weeks are always seven days. Right. So yeah, tomorrow is the hard 16 weeks. She'll be four months on October 15th. But when you're talking to people that don't give a shit about like baby vernacular, yeah. you just say four months. Yeah. Anytime somebody was like, oh, I have a 22 week old. I'd be like, get my calculator. <laughs> what does that mean? Is it sort of, is it talking? Is it walking? <laughs> 22 weeks. Get my abacus. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Do you have to start applying for summer schools? What, um, what is happening at so, 22 weeks? Yes. 16 weeks or for the lay person, four months. Does yeah. that make sense for the lay person? What's a lay person? The commoner, like a, yes, for the lay person, then um, a third of a year. She is really cute right now. She, I mean, she's always been cute. But Are we talking about you on your thirty-eighth birthday? No, I'm just like backtracking a little bit to like discuss no, the progress of our she's child. She's really cute right now. No, Who I'm not you? third. I'm not third personing. I'm talking okay. about Fran. Um, her, she's lifting her head. She's making all sorts of noises. She's really getting into her hands. Really getting into her hands. Just looking at them like she's tripping balls. Like, (laughs) what the fuck, man? She can basically sit up with us like holding her, you Mm -hmm. know, or she can do like a lean against the couch without like just completely falling over. Um, There's lots of hands in the mouth and like, (laughs) no, that is you on Friday on your birthday. (laughs) It's a ringing of hands in my mouth, and I was just like, ah, ah, ah. "This tastes like cheeseburger." I'm like 38. Ah, ah. Um, no, we had a lovely day with our adorable, like very advanced, uh, four-month-old child, uh, and we went to the beautiful Antamaya Gardens. Oh, Antamaya Gardens, Yonkers, New York. It's just a quick trip out of the city, and it is a beautiful estate. It's gorgeous on the banks of the Hudson River, and it's gardens going. It's up free, and a it's free, free entry. It's run by volunteers who really struggle with the iPad. <laughs> But if you reserve your ticket, you can get in for free. Um, so, yeah, we went there for a few hours and it was a lovely, If we had ourselves a lovely little Friday. It really was something. It was. Uh, and you got me a bouquet of flowers and um, we also had my favorite sushi restaurant, Momo Sushi Shack mm. over on Bogart in Bushwick. Delivery. And well, pick up. Pick I up. We up. did a pick up. Um, and, uh, I, oh, and you already had bought a pint of Rocky Road oh, for me secret, as my dessert. Secret ice cream. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was a lovely day. I'm 38, which is like a very bizarre number. Yeah. I mean, I guess every year I feel like it's a bizarre number, but there is something about 38. I don't know. 30 anything. Like I was telling you, I remember being a kid and asking my mom how old she was. And she said she was 32. And I just remember thinking, oh, you're so old. I remember 32. 32 what babies we were. Yeah, I felt like, oh, wow, what are, what am I doing? You know, like, <laughs> anyway, it's not to now. I'll be 40 in March. The 40-year-old virgin. Right. Wow. Right. Right. Um, I was just thinking about the weeks thing again with babies, weeks <laughs> versus months. I think they talk about weeks because there really are, and man, many people will hate us for even talking about this so much because it, it is interesting with babies. It's like you become so interested in babies when you have one, but then when other people have them, you're like, what are we talking about? Uh, yeah. I mean, before we had Francis, you know, I'm into kids and babies like to a certain extent, but like the nuance of it all. I don't really give a shit, you know, but once you're in it, because it's day in, day out, you've got nothing else to focus on. (laughs) And these major things start happening in periods of weeks or days. Like, Like, oh, like like today she had her first like big hearty laugh, hearty chuckle. Yeah. It was great. She, you got a laugh out of her earlier in the week. Mini. It was like a. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was very tiny. And then today it was like. <laughs> it was like a couple rounds. And she was laughing at another child being attacked by our dog. <laughs> Not attacked, but you know, Peggy Pe- gets excited. Peggy was getting up in Rom's face and Fran thought it was hilarious. So, <laughs> To which Danielle, the mother of Rom, said, that's her mother's daughter. Her daughter's mother. A.K.A. what a bitch. Yeah, basically was the point. But every joke needs a victim and Ram was the victim and Fran found the joke hilarious. So <laughs> That's my girl. But yes, it was fun to ring in your 38th year or what is it? The clo- It's the beginning of your 38th year yeah. or the closing out of your 38th year? No, the closing out of my 37th yeah, year. So we rang in your 38th year by really honoring you. You know, and it was, it was beautiful. My favorite, the thing that will be indelibly burned into my mind is, uh, we had to take turns going down to the, the love dome or something. One of the gardens. It was actually the Vista. The Vista. Which hangs out over, over, well not over, but it's like you're looking out over on the Hudson. Mm -hmm. And we had to take turns because there was this huge staircase. We had the stroller with the wheels, et cetera. And <laughs> you went down there first and I like dicked around on my phone and then you came back up and then I went down and then I went through this alternative trail and I went around a bend and as I reemerged onto the lawn, walking back up toward the estate, I see my beautiful wife on her 38th birthday cradling our child in her arms, sitting in the grass under an oak tree, looking like a goddamn yeah. oil painting. <laughs> Like a, like a shaker village. Except uh, surrounded by gear. But yeah, there's a, the, the yo-yo baby Zen stroller, <laughs> the mini maxi cozy car seat, <laughs> uh, freaking multiple bags with clips yeah, lot and of zippers. A lot of totes. Yeah. We're bag people now. Yeah. Uh, but it was just, it was just so pretty. Oh. And it was it really like, it felt like, oh my God, that is my family right there. Yeah. How lucky am I? And why do my feet hurt so much? <laughs> I'm wearing my new hokas. Why do my feet hurt? <laughs> uh, you should try my TENS unit. Maybe I will. You I, should pop that TENS unit right on the feet. My acupuncturist was drilling my calves with uh, E-STEM cupping acupuncture m- drilling muscle. Drilling my calves? <laughs> Just drilling it. I mean, he was face fucking my calves. <gasps> With his, uh, what's the massage gun? You ever get hit with one of those? He did not use it on me, but yes, I know what you're talking about. It hurts. It's horrible. I mean, he was really putting my calves. There's so many pressure points in your calves, though, too. Like calves are very tender. Yeah, because his whole theory is that plantar fasciitis is actually caused by not stretching enough. So the bottoms of your feet become so tight. You have to stretch all that stuff out by stretching your calves. I think that's the case with like most stuff is that it's like actually there's a lot of surrounding area you have to tackle. Mm -hmm. But honestly, who gives a shit? (laughs) 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 Let's really ask ourselves. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who really does give a shit? Well, tell us more about saving the world. Sexton for... No, we're wrapping up. We're too tired. I want to go get some sweets. Uh, We've got Fargo to start together. If you even can keep your eyes open. Um, I don't eat sweets anymore. Oh yeah. That is the last thing we wanted to cover. Yeah. I finally finished the book. Good sugar, bad sugar. The Alan Carr easy way to stop eating bad sugar, which which is based on Alan's car's Ansgar's, uh, <laughs> Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking, which I started reading two years ago. Not the smoking, but the sugar one. The sugar, because this has been the battle of my lifetime. Mm. My addiction to sweets, my addiction to sugar, to chocolate, to zebra cakes. Oh, man. Remember your zebra cakes. haagen yeah, I was doing so many Secrets. weird secret yeah, that's snack a, runs. That's full addiction. Eating shit. a zebra cake. Uh, there were times I would come home with a zebra cake and a star crunch, and I had already had one zebra yeah. cake on the street. Yeah, yeah. Because I was too ashamed for you to see me with two zebra cakes. Yeah. 
And it's uh, only your shame. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I what? started reading the book, and the first part of the book is do not change your behavior until you finish this entire book. So for two years, I just read most of it and didn't finish it. Mm. And I kept. I bet you're not alone in that. Yeah. Um, but I finally finished it. And I have to say the the language in there, it becomes like a hypnosis, I think. Yeah. In the language. it's repetitive probably. It's very repetitive. And it just drives home like a few major points, which is uh, I, I have tricked myself into thinking that sugar and the, all those kinds of treats I like and ice cream and whatever is gives me something mm -hmm. that it's like a pleasure or a crutch of some kind or it's a, a treat of some kind. So I've tricked myself into thinking it's good for me for those reasons. And then also in that in combination with a slight physical addiction, like mm -hmm. my body craves it. Right. And then in combination with uh, big sugar, like mm. the the brainwashing from the brands and the marketing and that's how cereal. they could probably like I can really get into that. Yeah, like cereal and cookies and commercials and all of these things convince like tricking me into thinking like, yeah, you love this. Like this is this is your favorite thing. Uh, and it's a little bit it's it's a little bit it's good to be a little bit bad sometimes mm -hmm. and treat yourself mm -hmm. like all that kind of stuff. Um so it's I I just have to remember that I'm not I'm not depriving myself I'm not losing anything in fact I'm only gaining uh, I got to read the book again to remember how to talk about this and think about this mm -hmm. but the point is that I I haven't had much uh, junk in like a week you've been good I mean I've had little things you know what no I'm not gonna say you've been good because that also is like a weird value judgment right I don't really care about that but yeah I think you know I, what I'm I, saying? I hear what you're saying like yeah, the, yeah. I know and I, I'm not saying I think that triggers you but I think there is this idea of like good and bad you know yeah. that well the title of the book is good sugar bad sugar right yeah um because it's also about like empty carbs like but your uh you know, if you are to slip, I don't want you to think that it's bad, you know? Yeah. Um, like punishing. But I would say uh, you have taken what you've learned from the book and run with it this week. And I hope it's made you feel better. Yeah, I feel good. I'm, pr I'm proud of myself. I, uh, I feel especially proud in the mornings when... You know, because at night there is always a moment where I'm like, mm, I should just eh, fuck it. I just know. tonight. Just tonight. I can have like it's her birthday. I'll just have a pint with her like old times <laughs> just for tonight. And then I don't. And then the next morning I'm like, wow, I didn't do it. Like yeah. That's fucking cool. I feel good about yeah. that. And it's hard because I don't it does not feel the same as quitting drinking because quitting drinking. It, it was like. I really need to do this. I keep fucking up my life. And eventually I would feel proud about it. But this is like, it's not going to ruin my life, you know? No, but it could ruin your health down yeah. the line, which could ruin your life. And I have, you know? I mean, there have been times where, I mean, a few weeks ago I made, we made cookies. It was a Wednesday. I remember because we had book club. Or no, maybe it was the time after that. Anyway, this pandemic, it's like, let's just make fucking cookies. And there was one you're night. You're also, you're like cooking and baking up a storm yeah. in the damn kitchen. And I just ate. I must have had like 15 cookies and I just ate till I was, I was so sick. I couldn't sleep. I was like. Oh, yeah. I felt sick and I was like. That's when you picked it back up, the book, like right? Going to the bathroom and taking sips of uh, Pepto in the middle of the night. And I'm like, who the fuck am I? Like, I'm not this person. <laughs> you're like, what am I doing? And honestly, like a motivation I have right now is like, I just want to be able to have like hot sex until I'm like 55. Oh, 55 is the cutoff. I mean, obviously I want to after that, but I feel like I can, I feel like it's reasonable to hope for up around 55. Mm. Uh, and like before ED sneaks in. Well, that's probably already here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
You want to be like American Psycho, like in the mirror. Yeah, I want to be flexing. Flexing in the mirror. I want my VHS camcorder mounted on a tripod. You don't want to murder anybody, but like I'm just speaking specifically to the narcissistic um, sex. I just want to feel hot and I feel gross. Like I have, yeah, yeah, like for a little while there, I was just like, ugh. Yeah. So... Anyway, that's my journey I'm on. <laughs> Stay tuned. Eating lots. Like, I'm going to have some banana ice cream right now. Wow. That didn't come out great because I think I put too much cinnamon. So oh. if you got any recipes for banana ice cream, send them in. Um, meanwhile, I am actually going to go to the store and buy myself some desserts. <laughs> You you can though, and I you can't. Need, you I need, shouldn't. You need to be eating five hundred extra calories. Yeah, to but feed not that em- baby. not empty calories. Um, but I'm just not where you are yet with like my feelings about it. I've been where you are, but I'm not there right now. Um, although I am feeling uh, like I do need to do more working out because winter is coming and. I can't close any of my pants yet postpartum Mm. and I don't want to like, I have a lot of nice clothes. I don't want to go buy shit. Like I bought some stuff for the summer just to like get me through with the hopes that I would kind of be able to like slip, slick back, slick, slide back into my winter clothes. But, um, you know, I've lost most of the weight, but it's like, I can put the, my pants on, but they're not comfortable. Mm. It's a real suck in to get the button closed and then they look painted on. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep up with my Zoom yogas and, um, you know, not give up sugar quite yet until suddenly I'm just like, these pants have got to fit. So stay tuned, y'all. Y'all. We're at 51 minutes. And I know it feels like three hours. <laughs> but we're cooked. We're done. We love you. Oh, Stay safe. Y'all, we love you. And keep that president in your prayers. I mean, he I mean, he saved lives on 9-11. He was, <laughs> he was on the 9-11 flight. No, but okay, I will take this um, opportunity to say, make sure you are registered to vote. Make sure you find out where you can vote early. And I'm speaking only... To people who are voting Democrat, I'll be very transparent. I'm not interested in everyone getting out the vote. I'm actually only speaking to those of you who want to vote for Joseph O'Biden. I don't think you have to worry about him. He's got the luck of the Irish on his side. Um, and if you want to take it a step further, the texting I've been doing is so easy. It literally was a 30 minute training that I barely paid attention to. And then I was able to like set it all up. It's something you do from your computer. You don't use your own phone number. They don't really know who you are. Um, and it's kind of fun and like this weird OCD satisfying. You're getting like pinged kind of way. Um, but there's all sorts of 600 people yet. Um, no, I think I've probably texted somewhere between like 350, 400. Um, which I could get into the details behind that, but I'm not going to. Uh, but just know it's a really easy way to participate and feel like you're doing something. Mm. I highly recommend it. If you want to take a step further, make phone calls, write letters. That's amazing too. That's not really my bag. This feels very uh, approachable for someone like me, especially as a mother of a new baby. Um, but just we've got... To do everything we can. Did I talk Donate, about this? Whatever, anything. Did I talk about this on the last episode that I think Trump could win again? We gotta go. Good night. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.